Hello and welcome to 9 to 5 Fitness, a podcast about how to incorporate a healthy lifestyle into a 9 to 5 work week, presented by Sunny Health and Fitness. And this episode is brought to you by the Sunny Health and Fitness E902. I'm your host, resident fitness expert, Matt. And I'm Chris, your everyday 9 to fiver. And there's actually something I like to do um, in general is not just listen to our podcast, because even though it's fun, you know, listening to myself talk and, you know, pick on you, because that's fun. funny. <laughs> I like listening to you talk, too. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> well, I, I listen to other podcasts, too, and quite a few of them. And one of them is the uh, Stuff You Should Know, guys. Okay. I don't know if you've yeah. ever heard of them. Yep, heard of it. Well, they did an episode recently on supplements, dietary supplements. They made a a big deal about it, saying that uh, the world takes $40 billion worth of dietary supplements a year? Yeah. I can believe that. Oh, okay. That was a very interesting podcast. I can't say that it's true, but I can believe it. Yeah. I I mean, it's a thing. It's just just a thing. So when I heard that, I kind of listened to it through, and then I'm like, hmm, I should ask Matt. (laughs) How convenient convenient that we're talking about supplements today. Yay! I know, right? (laughs) So what was your main question? So the main question is, do they work? How do they work? And are our bodies capable of benefiting from them? Okay. So I think think the, the basic question then is, obviously, there's a huge supplement industry. Yeah. Vitamins, minerals, performance supplements. Why do people think they need them? Yeah, or do we need them at all, I guess is the main point, right? I I can understand if you have a vitamin deficiency that's been diagnosed by a doctor. But, you know, if you're perfectly healthy and you're eating right, shouldn't that be enough? That is an excellent question. Let's see if we can answer it in 20 minutes or less. (laughs) (laughs) Eric's going to be like, yes, less editing. (laughs) So so a couple, we'll, we'll kind of break this down into three questions then. So... Why do people think they need supplements is kind of the first one. And then why should you take them? And then do they work? So uh, why do people think they need to take supplements? What do you think? Because media tells us so. <laughs> Good marketing and advertising tells you you yeah. need to take this fat burner because it works. I am a victim of, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm doing that thing again where I'm trying to hide the pills that I've taken. <laughs> the hydroxy cut. I'm, I'm one of those people. And all I yeah, found out is that sucker really throws you for a caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally well, feel... caffeine is definitely going to be on our list today. So oh, good. we'll touch on that as well. Okay. Um, I hear you. But I think in terms of the first question, why do we think, you know, do we need, do we need supplements? Because that's kind of the main one, right? Yes. Um... So that that comes off of uh, basically the recommendation that there are a certain amount of vitamins and minerals that your body needs to function properly. So there's a ton of guidelines on what certain levels of vitamin C you need, vitamin D, calcium, you know, B vitamins. There's there's rec- there's general recommendations and guidelines for how much you should consume on a daily basis to make sure that you're healthy and everything in your body is functioning properly because you do need them. Your, your body does need vitamins and minerals to work properly. So if you're not getting enough of them, some pretty bad things can happen uh, if you're lacking in some of them. So uh, the question is, do we need supplements? Well, 
if you are not getting certain vitamins and minerals from your diet, then it is necessary, depending on if you know you don't have access to certain foods or if you just aren't really consuming them on a regular basis, then yes, it is essential for you to supplement your diet with the vitamins and minerals that your body is lacking. Um, now, that doesn't mean you need to take every single one or massive <laughs> doses of every single one. Uh, Multivitamins for the win. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the, the main question is, do you need them? Well, if you are, if you have a good, healthy diet, um, no, you don't, you don't need them because you're getting enough from your food. But if you're concerned that you don't eat a variety of different foods, if you don't eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, if you don't eat a lot of variety of different kinds of meats, then it's possible that you might be deficient in a certain vitamin. Now, it's hard to know because a lot of those symptoms aren't really bold if you're missing out on certain vitamins and minerals. Sometimes you don't really notice it. Um, but there are a few things that you can look, look out for. And one of the main things that we want to promote um, for this, this episode is kind of tell you what are uh, some of the most common deficiencies. So you can su- try to look and see, okay, am I, am I eating these foods? Um, am I feeling this way? Okay, maybe, maybe I need to go you know, see my doctor and, and figure out if I am deficient in something. Um, so that kind of gives you your first indicator of do I actually need to take supplements well, look at your diet first, figure out if you're concerned about lacking in any type of vitamin or mineral, and then saying, okay, well, maybe I, I'm feeling this way, and okay, maybe I'll go see my doctor to see if I'm deficient in something. And that way, you can know absolutely for sure if you need to start supplementing or maybe change your diet to start adding foods that have the vitamins and minerals that you're lacking. Um, so let's go ahead and look at uh, the common supplement deficiencies that are out there. Um, again, these are all research-based, so um, everything that we say has been studied pretty extensively and you know, not saying that everybody has these deficiencies, but a lot of people do. So the first one we're going to look at is uh, iron. Been there. Yep. So about 25% of the world could be deficient in iron. That's been studied. So that's a pretty big number. Uh, most commonly in women and children and uh, vegetarians. Also, this is an issue because it does cause anemia, which can give you feelings of being tired, mm-hmm. right? feeling weak. You can also have a lowered immune system, which could cause you to get sick more often. Um, and it can also impair your brain function. Indeed. Indeed. I've so. actually uh, uh, just, when I was um, pregnant with my kids, I had uh, anemia. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my daughter is uh, iron deficient. I think sometimes my son is too, but they give them vitamins and supplements too. The doctors give it to them though. It's not yeah. something I go out to the store and go, hey, here's a pill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if they're not eating a lot of red meat, beans, no. broccoli. Beans now. Yes, they love beans. Bean and cheese burritos, is that's pretty much all they yeah. want. There you go. And I'm down with that. I'm cool with it. I just wish they would eat spinach. Yep, spinach, kale, dark leafy greens. Yeah, I Always wish they would choice. eat the spinach. So iron, that's kind of the first one. If uh, your diet doesn't consist of a lot of red meat, beans, Broccoli, kale, spinach, and you're feeling some of those so those issues. Mm-hmm. Maybe a good idea just to go get checked and see if you're deficient. That's in not that. a hard one to check either. So that's yeah, a pretty and, quick and most thing. vitamins, vitamins and mineral tests aren't hard to get done. Yeah. They're pretty easy, pretty standard. Uh, the next one is iodine. This one has a nearly 33 percent of the world population Whoa. low on iodine. That's more than um, iron. I'm actually surprised by that. Yeah, it's a pretty high number. Um, why is iodine important? Well, it has a pretty big role in your thyroid function, which can have issues with your growth process if you're 
young. Brain development, bone maintenance, and then your metabolic rate as well. So all pretty big issues that we probably want to avoid. Good sources of iodine, dairy, fish, eggs, and then they've done a very good job of infusing iodine into salt. That makes sense. I I didn't mean to laugh earlier. It's just when you said a growth process, I'm like, wow, maybe that's why I'm short. Hard to say. I didn't want. I didn't want to make anyone think I was laughing at, at iodine deficiency. It's. It was just you know me talk thinking about how small I am. So, <laughs> I know weird moving, tangent. Moving on. Moving right along. So the percentage the percentages are going up. Uh, so the next one we're going to talk about is vitamin D. Mm, that and, one's good. Uh, this one has a forty two percent deficiency rate among Americans, uh, which can be easily solved if you just go outside and stand in the sun. The and sun is your friend. You easily get enough vitamin D Unless for the whole it's day. August. Sunny. <laughs> Not sunny D. But sunny health and fitness. Ah! <laughs> Solving all your vitamin D needs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So some common <laughs> some common symptoms. Take your trampoline down to the beach. Let's do this. There you go. I approve. Okay, I'm going to be quiet now. <laughs> um, common symptoms for vitamin D deficiency include just general weakness, uh, bone loss, not good, growth delays again, uh, reduced immune function, and then some uh, increased risk of certain cancers. So, Ooh, that's not good. So those are pretty big, right? Um, vitamin D is definitely critical. Again, really easy to get. All you got to do is go outside. You can't eat. You can't get some uh, nutritional vitamin D from. Uh, certain fish, uh, salmons, and then egg yolks, of course. But you're, all you really have to do is go outside. <laughs> it's pretty oh, good. straightforward. Good, good, good. My husband always thinks that it's milk because, you know, the vitamin D milk. And I'm like, yeah, it's good. Um, you really don't need to drink that much milk. Now, it's important to know that if you're going outside and you're covered in clothing, it's not going to work very well. Oh, darn it. You <laughs> got me. <laughs> so you must have some exposed skin in oh. order for your body to absorb the natural light from the sun so your body can actually synthesize or make the vitamin d gotcha which is pretty cool next one vitamin b12 20 percent of elderly people have a big problem with vitamin b deficiency and then if you're somebody who's a vegetarian or a vegan oftentimes it's really difficult to get enough vitamin b12 as well because most of vitamin b12 comes from eating things like meat um, clams oysters eggs dairy uh, so making sure that you're eating those animal products to get adequate amounts of B12. Well, now I know what to give my uh, vegetarian friends for Christmas. <laughs> B12 is... <laughs> okay, that was mean. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Vicky. <laughs> B12 is essential for blood formation, right? That's critical. Um, it's also essential for nerve and brain function. So, okay, that's good then. Yeah, those are those are pretty big deals. Uh, moving right along, three more of the... Most commonly deficient vitamins or minerals. The next one is calcium. Lots of people are not getting enough calcium. That makes um, sense. It's it's pretty easy to consume, uh, you know, dairy and dark green leafy vegetables to get enough calcium. Um, if you don't get enough calcium, you can have issues with your heart, with your muscles, with your nerves. Uh, calcium is involved in a lot of different physiological functions. So if you're not getting enough calcium, you can have some serious problems as well. Besides just... Everybody knows and thinks about calcium. What do they think of when it comes to the body? Their bones. Yeah. So if you're not eating enough calcium, can kind of limit bone formation. Can also um, prevent uh, osteoporosis if you're 
um, experiencing bone loss, making sure that you're getting enough calcium. Content. That should be uh, the dairy industry's newest slogan. It's have dairy, make a pretty skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> You want to look good for that's, your x-ray. That, that's very creative. <laughs> I give you full credit for that one. <laughs> Gosh, could you imagine Halloween? There's going to be like these pictures on billboards of skeletons. Like, yeah, I drink my milk. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm on a roll today. I got to stop yeah, this. very good imagery. Um, next one, moving right along. Vitamin A, 25% of Americans are deficient, but as many as 50% of children in other parts of the world are deficient. So this is a pretty Aww. big one as well. Um, plays a major role in the formation and maintenance of healthy skin, teeth, bones, cell membranes. So every cell on your body and the formation of its makeup, uh, vitamin A plays a role in that. It also has huge implications on eye function. You can have eye damage. You can also go blind oh, um, if you don't have enough vitamin A. So that's very important as well. Um, you can also have a suppressed immune system from not having a, as much vitamin A. Now, good news is it's pretty easy to get vitamin A. Uh, some common sources of vitamin A are sweet potatoes, carrots, um, again, more dark green leafy vegetables. So pretty easy. Most people don't have an issue with getting adequate amounts of vitamin A, but it, it does. It still is common. Uh, the last one we're going to go over with uh, in our common vitamin deficiencies list is magnesium. It has been researched that as much as half the U.S. population could be deficient in mm. magnesium. Magnesium deficiencies have been linked to type 2 diabetes. They have been, been linked to heart disease and osteoporosis. That's terrible. Yeah. So as you can see, kind of going through this list, there's a lot of pretty serious uh, complications that could arise from having deficiencies in these vitamins and minerals. So um, it's very important to, again, make sure that you're eating a variety of fruits, vegetables, meats, even whole grains. Magnesium has, there's a lot of magne magnesium in whole grains and nuts. Dark chocolate, for those of you who like dark chocolate. Oh, and then, chocolate. of course, you know, everybody struggles with eating enough vegetables, but they really do have a lot of valuable vitamins and nutrients within them. So um, those are the top seven. Running down them real quick. Iron, iodine, vitamin D, vitamin B12. Calcium, vitamin A, and magnesium. So those are the ones that if you're feeling like you're having any of those symptoms we just mentioned, maybe just go see your doctor, ask them, you know, hey, I've been feeling a little weak. I haven't had a lot of energy. Just, you know, or you just say, hey, I want to make sure that I'm not deficient in anything. And they can do a quick test and it's pretty easy and straightforward. Yeah. And it's really easy to, to solve those solutions because... Um, you can find supplements just for your specific needs. So it's really easy to just get what you need. Um, so you can kind of tailor your supplement program around what your current diet is. I mean, if it's too difficult for you to change your diet and add more foods that have those vitamins and minerals in it, then yes, supplements are necessary to make sure that you're getting enough vitamin and minerals for your body to function properly. Makes sense to me. We've got a few minutes left. I want to go over a real quick list. We're going to expand on one of these supplements in our next episode because there's a lot we need to talk about when it comes to protein. Um, but the next list we're going to go over is proven performance supplements. So these are going to be kind of different vitamins, different minerals, different compounds that you could get um, that people are marketing for specific reasons that could increase or boost your physical performance. So if you're interested in increasing your endurance, maybe your strength, muscular growth, um, athletic performance... Some of these have been touted as improving all of those. Uh, some of them don't work at all, Ooh. but they say they do. Uh, so we'll go over a quick list of 
the ones that actually have been proven to work and give you a little bit of background on a few of them. And we'll try to run through them in the next couple minutes. And then we'll also go over the ones that haven't been proven to have any performance benefits at all. Uh, so the first one is uh, beetroot juice. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know where my brain went. <laughs> so, uh, beetroot juice. Beetroot. beetroot. Also can be in a powder as well. Um, it's been pretty popular recently. There is actually some research that does support. It has a benefit in improving your aerobic performance. Um, so it does have some effect. Uh, the next one we'll go over is beta alanine, which is an amino acid that's found in meat. Uh, that one has been shown to provide uh, small performance improvements in endurance sports like swimming or team sports, hockey, football, um, and some activities that require high intensity movements. Um, can help reduce uh, soreness as well, so the buildup of lactic acid in the muscles. So beta alanine has been shown to help. Uh, HMB or beta-hydroxymethylbutyrate uh, is also something that's u- utilized from uh, amino acids and it does help speed up recovery. Um, so anytime you have a significant amount of muscle damage from working out, you can take HMB and help your recovery a little wow. bit more. BCAAs or BCAAs, branch chain amino acids, um, supplements that you take to increase your muscular size and strength. Uh, while performing weight training activities um, does have uh, a benefit. So not a significant benefit, but can help if you're not consuming enough meat products because if you're eating enough meat, odds are you're getting enough amino acids. You don't need to take more amino acids. But if you're somebody that doesn't eat a lot of meat, it might be a good idea to supplement BCAAs uh, if you're participating in weight training activities. Mm, that's actually a good piece of information to know. Yeah, so again, I will post a, we'll post a link to this, and there's more details, details on actually how much you should be taking on the website. Um, so we'll make sure that you have that information as well. Next one is caffeine. Uh, caffeine is definitely <laughs> something that can help your performance for sure. It's been studied many, many, many different times and uh, significantly improves your performance, especially in endurance races. I took a a lot of caffeine during the marathon, hundreds of milligrams of caffeine. It helped a lot. And I'm staring (laughs) at Eric right now because, you know, caffeine, you know, you don't, you miss it, don't you? (laughs) So there's a general, gave it up. (laughs) There's a general recommendation if you're going to perform longer term endurance activities, uh, two to six milligrams per kilogram of body weight. It's kind of the general recommendation. It's, it's good to not overdo caffeine, though. As Correct. Well. So there is a limit. Um, there, are, there are pretty severe side effects if you do overdose on caffeine. And then if you're a person that does have anxiety disorder. Yeah, if, you're, if your body just reacts more sensitive to li- sensitively. Um, so it's pretty easy. I mean, you don't want to just jump into caffeine oh, yeah. and take hundreds of milligrams. Let's start slow. <laughs> yeah, so take a little bit. You know, you, you probably know how your body feels when you drink a cup of coffee. So kind of use that as your gauge and then... Um, increase a little bit uh, if you're going to start participating in more long-term um, endurance activities. Um, iron is a, a performance-enhancing supplement as well, especially for those that might be anemic. Um, it can mm-hmm. increase your exercise capacity, um, so it does help. Um, protein, obviously your body definitely needs protein to build and maintain and repair your muscles. Um, again, the more muscle mass that you have, the more able you're you're capable to perform so uh, we're going to expand a little bit more on protein we're going to give it its own episode we also wrote an article that you can check out on yeah our i just finished putting website. it up on pinterest yeah we got a pretty good article so. on protein as well sodium bicarbonate 
Last one that we'll go over in terms of proven benefits. What is sodium bicarbonate? Baking soda. <laughs> baking soda. Oh, um, so how like baking soda? Like how is that going to help me perform better? I don't know, but I can use <laughs> it to help whiten my teeth. I've done that before. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's been proven that if you are exercising intensely over several minutes, um, it can cause a little bit of a reduction in lactic acid. Um, so it can help you with that soreness and help uh, reduce the buildup of, of those acids. Within oh, that's your actually really interesting. Yeah, so it does have a little bit of benefit there. So it can reduce your feeling of fatigue and help you perform a little bit better. Um, let's go real quick through other supplements that had no uh, research-backed uh, improvements. So real quick. <laughs> oh, I am so disappointed. There's, there's one. A few. There's one on here that we'll go over a little bit because oh. it has kind of a different a different reaction or a different way of thinking about it because a lot of people think that these are good but if we're talking about performance it can have a different effect but real quick let's go through the ones that have no significant proven benefits uh, arginine switchelene uh, deer antler velvet dha <laughs> ginseng glutamine quercetin ribose and tart cherries so okay. a lot of ones that haven't really been shown to have any benefit in athletic performance um, and the last one Antioxidants. Now, oh. this one can have a reverse effect on performance. Um, now, we all know that antioxidants are pretty popular, and they're proven to be a health-beneficial supplement, right? At least yeah, that's what I hear people it a tell lot. Us. Um, and the main reason why is because if we have oxygen in our system, that can cause free radical damage, which can actually damage our cells, which can cause the aging process to speed up if our cells are damaged. Um and the theory is that if you are taking antioxidants when you work out, because when you work out, you're actually causing some level of damage to your muscle cells, your tissues, your muscle fibers. Um, but if you take antioxidants, sometimes you can hinder that growth or repair process so that if you've been working out and you're causing that damage to your muscle tissue and your body's trying to stimulate recovery and growth, if you're taking antioxidants, sometimes it can hinder that process. Um, so taking antioxidants might actually decrease or limit the amount of growth potential that you could have if you're somebody that's training for, uh, let's say, you know, larger muscles or uh, bigger muscles or more strength. Um, it can also have an effect on your other fitness and performance activities like endurance. That's actually really good information to know. We should probably do an article on that, too, so that way it's around. Yeah, so it's not necessarily meaning that antioxidants are bad for you. They're good for you, but there could be... A good balanced knowledge of them. Yeah, there there could be a a potential side effect if you're trying to increase your performance uh, if you're taking a lot of antioxidants. All right. Um, Anyway, we've attached the links to more information on all of these supplements Uh, You can dive into as much information as you want. Um, And then we'll, again, be looking ahead and trying to expand on some of these uh, specific items like protein and make sure that we expand and see if we can provide some more background information on how to use them properly and most effectively. Sweet. So do you think I should start this wrap-up? Yeah, let's do it. All right. This episode is sponsored by Sunny Health and Fitness E902 Airwalk Trainer, the perfect compact total body toner that will give you continuous motion capability without interruption. We want to thank you for joining us here at 9to5Fitness, and we hope you enjoyed the show and learned something useful to help you on your journey to a healthy lifestyle. If you want to learn more about this topic and other useful fitness tips, check out our show notes or visit us at sunnyhealthfitness.com. 
You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. And uh, give us a rating on Apple iTunes if you get a chance. Come back next time for our next episode on nutrition when we discuss how much protein you actually need.